Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Halloran. You know, we love finding people on LinkedIn who are doing something fundamentally unique and different or that they do it so well that you're like, you know, I totally need to have this person on the show. Olivia Looper is our guest today. Now, she is the founder of Lexicon Content Development. And what we're going to talk about is content today. What we're really going to dive into is her philosophy and what she is seeing works really well in financial services and really being an expert in how to communicate that expertise. But before we dive into her brilliance, I want everybody to have a chance to get to know her a little bit because she's a very interesting person. Um, and I think that because she has a life outside of work, uh, a very competitive professional life outside of work, uh, I think that actually makes her even better at what she does. So Olivia, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I followed you for a while. So when, you know, I heard it from you guys, I was really excited to be on the show. Um, yeah. All right. Let's talk about, so when you're not working, okay, what, what do you do to recharge your batteries? What do you do? Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to do what you're doing right now. Well, these might be two completely different things. So first, let me answer the, the first question. How do I recharge my batteries? I don't know if that's exactly how you want to put it. I like to say I like to work out my crazy just a little bit, but I am an NPC bodybuilder. So I've been doing this for a couple of years, um, which means, you know, I follow a very strict uh, meal plan every day. Um, I have a very regimented training schedule, um, which sometimes includes, you know, two trips to the gym in a day, typically, um, and different times of year, you know, uh, hours away from the family and from work and all of these things, but it keeps me grounded. I don't know. It, uh, I get to work out the crazy, you know what I'm saying? And I found that, uh, well, I found in my business before I started bodybuilding. So the business came first and I started working from home. Um, when my son was an infant, um, I had just finished my master's degree in English literature and my mother-in-law came to me and she said, Olivia, what are you going to do, you know, when Roman goes to school? Roman's his name. He's four now. Um, and I said, you know, I'd really like to get back into content writing. I did it freelance in college. It really seemed to work out well for me. And as she's someone who also works in the advisor space um, as a business transformation specialist, and she said, well, Liv, not for nothing, but financial advisors are always on the prowl for someone who could actually write about the finance related topics. There aren't many out there. Um, there's tons of content writers, but not really any that niche down into the financial services industry. And so I said, well, that sounds terrible. No, I didn't really say that, but <laughs> I am, um, you know, I have a master's degree in English literature, numbers, graphs, charts, none of that. No, that is, that makes me nauseous. Okay. So this was very scary to me. I'm like, but 
I know a good writer can write about anything. You just have to be able to research well and communicate effectively. So if you're a good writer, I mean, you should be able to write about nearly anything, especially when you can find anything on the internet, teach yourself, reproduce it in a way that is uh, intelligent and speaks to the target audience, you know. So I said, okay, let me, let me give this a try. So my son would be asleep in the middle of the afternoon for his nap for an hour or two. And I just started writing some blogs for advisors about, you know, retirement and oh boy, they used to take me a long time because I didn't know anything about it. All the jargon, all the alphabet soup. I, I was, you know, it would, it, well, I had a time. Let me tell you, it was a time. There was, there was a very steep learning curve. And what now, you know, would take me, I would say, depending on the complexity between 30 and 90 minutes to write, would take me all day because I had to read so much about it make sure I understood what I was writing about. Um, so that was interesting. But um, things just really went pretty swimmingly. My The advisors that I worked with were pleased with what I gave them. Uh, some of them I still work with today, actually. So, you know, from the ground up, I, I found, okay, so these advisors, they want this content and what the problem was that a lot of them didn't know what to do with it, right? So they're like, oh, okay, I know that I have to get this article or these social media posts, but what do I do with them now? And I'm like, okay, you're spending X amount of dollars to purchase this intellectual property. Let me help you, you know? So that I added on to my service services, the content marketing side of it. And, you know, that was something also that I had to teach myself because I don't, I didn't learn it in school, um, you know, uh, decoding postmodern literature did not prepare me for email marketing. So, uh, you know, but <laughs> I had done, I knew what I had been doing in my business to get clients uh, and leads and things like this. Um, so I did the same thing for them. And then it kind of evolved into like a more full service content marketing agency. So in the mean, meanwhile, uh, you know, my son grew up, had put him in school and I started the bodybuilding. And so I sort of, I've got the business that I'm running. Um, and then I have the personal hobby, which is the bodybuilding. And, you know, hopefully this will be the year I get my pro card. And it was funny because one of my advisors said, Olivia, if you're going to change careers, you need to give me at least six months advance notice. And I was like, I'm not changing careers. Nobody's going anywhere. Just hold your horses. Okay. So, um, you know, so those are really, you know, the two things that I spend besides my family. Those are the two things that I'm the most time on. Well, so the, one of the reasons why I love the fact that, that you are a professional or soon to be professional bodybuilder, uh, is because of the discipline and the process, right? And so I wanted to, to kind of talk about that on how, what we have found in our world of podcasting is the people who have more discipline and more of a process produce a better product, right? So you obviously have some sort of a process when you're going to have, when you're going to help advisors, when you're writing for advisors, would you mind talking about that process a little bit? Yeah, sure. No problem. So, um, advisors come to me at a lot of different stages. Um, I, 
I prefer and I basically only serve more established advisors. So I don't necessarily work with advisors who are just getting started, just uh, right out of the CFP exam. And you know what I'm saying? Generally, it's because they just don't have the budget to pay for marketing. So that sort of just eliminates that there. Um, but even the more advanced uh, experienced advisors come to me uh, at different stages. Some have lots of marketing outlets and opportunities set up. Um, some have very little. So um, what I like to, to make sure that there's like a core that's covered, right? So that there's a certain amount of content being produced and being disseminated on a consistent, regular schedule. And that that content is driving website traffic and that their website is set up to accurately collect leads. And then the email marketing is set up to support and nurture the leads that we capture through the website. So I would kind of explain it as like, you know, when you're in chemistry class and there's like the outer rings with the electrons, well, the outermost ring is like where we're gonna put the content for people to see. So social media, um, sometimes third-party websites, if we can get people to publish their articles on their websites. And then with the, you know, intention of sending the user to the website. So then we go to the, the next innermost ring and then that website will bring them to the next innermost ring, which will be on the email list. So we have to have each of those components set up so that the content that they're buying for me is actually working for them in some way, because ultimately the goal is to get the call or get the, you know, discovery meeting. Um, so I, I make sure that they have all of these things set up. But first and foremost, you know, who are we trying to find? Which is like the number one question, right? Um, and it's very difficult because as you know, um, advisors can be very skeptical about niche marketing, even if they're, even if they have to find a niche for themselves. Because let's be honest, if an advisor is coming to me, it's, it's either one of two things. Um, they, you know, they have a, content marketing plans set up and they're looking for a new provider, um, in which case they already see the value and those things are probably working pretty well and all these things, or their business is stagnating and they need help because they need to generate revenue. So uh, it's generally those ones, the stagnating need to generate revenue who doubt the niche marketing, right? And sometimes there are other problems though, like for example, I have one advisor uh, who started with me and had like, he's like, I have six niches. I'm like, no, that is not a niche. There's, you can't, you things, can't. Yeah. That, yeah. that is paradoxical to what niche marketing actually is. So <laughs> let's start over. Um, so really like the first step is just making sure that they have a clearly defined audience. Um, and sometimes it needs, you know, sometimes they need a little bit more help than I can provide. Like sometimes I find that advisors need like a business coach almost to help them to get that step done first. And then I can work with them, say, you know, okay, here's your mission. Here's your target audience. Here's what you, here's how you add value. I mean, like sometimes I can do it myself. They're, they've got enough meat to work with that we can, but other times if we need, we'll bring in, you know, another person as another professional specialist sure. to 
Now, how many, so, so you, you gave a number there and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, how many do you think you can have when it comes to marketing? How many niches can you successfully create a content marketing plan for? For a financial advisor. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to say. It depends how you're going to define the niche, right? Because some of us don't think that retirees are a niche. It's not a niche. It's like millions and hundreds of millions of people. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So like, I get it. Some financial advisory firms are like, we just do the retirement piece. I'm like, okay, fine. That's your gig. It's working for you. I can still help you, Um, you know, but but if you're trying to service athletes and dentists and widows, we're all over the place. It's like a Jackson Pollock. Just throw it at the wall and see what it looks like when we're done. I mean, unless you just really, I mean, that's enough that you would have to produce. I mean, theoretically, it would be like producing content, a content marketing plan for three different firms. One that serves widows, one that serves dentists, and one that serves athletes. So if you have a budget and you have an, in, and, and even your energy allocation in general, like, I mean, do you have a different service model for each of these? Well, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you're dividing your energy into the more, the more you divide it up, the less I feel like effective you're going to be at, at servicing each one of them. So um, two maybe, but let's just say they're close. I mean, they've got to be closely related in some way. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to explore that a little bit more because this is, this is a fun exercise. I mean, maybe it's only fun for me, but <laughs> I'm finding this fun. How can you have two defined niches, but have them have some crossover, right? So I'll give you a quick example. We were working with a new advisor who said that, um, that so his niche is actually special needs planning, but he was concerned that his podcast, there wouldn't be enough content for special needs only to do as many shows as he wanted to do and that he was afraid he'd run out of content really quickly. And I, 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 I really pushed back Olivia and I said, well, don't they need the same stuff that you do for everybody else? You just also do this. And I think people don't understand that in a niche specifically, you can still be that generalist. It's just, you're doing what Olivia Looper did everybody, which is she chose financial services professionals as the niche that she's going to work in to provide excellent services to because she knows the language now. Now you and me sister had a very similar experience. When I first started, I had Investopedia open up on my screen all the times. I had no idea what advisors were talking about. But now that we understand the language, you attract financial advisors because they know that you're the expert. That's what we're trying to do for advisors. Hey everybody, Matt here, just jumping in to add something real quick. If you're struggling to define your niche, I have a free course that will help you solve that. It's called Creating Your Ideal Client Profile. By the time you're done, you will know exactly who you're talking to so you can stop chasing non-ideal clients and start attracting people you'd love to work with. To start this course, join the Podrocket Academy for free at proudmouth.com forward slash episode 350. Now, I'm going to switch gears a little bit with you because one of the other reasons I wanted you on the show is because you are able to write in an advisor's voice that shows the authenticity of the advisor. Now, I want everybody listening to this to know that's a specific skill set. All right, that that's not normal. I mean, 
I'm sure people have probably told you for a long time, you're not normal. I'm not normal. Nobody's normal. But that is a very interesting skill set. Would you mind talking about how you are able to get that advisor's voice? Yeah, absolutely. The question, the answer is that I really have no idea. Um, I think that to some extent, it's you have to be a very perceptive person. Uh, you have to, and it has, to, I don't think it's, honestly, I don't know if it's something that you can really cultivate because it's just who I am. So I'm very perceptive about uh, tone of voice, the way people speak, the way that we interact. And I sort of, I I almost feel like a little uh, chameleon. I just like take on their persona. And sometimes you have to pregame it a little bit, okay? Sometimes if I'm switching from one advisor to another, I'm gonna go look at something maybe else, another article that we published one time, or I'm gonna watch one of his videos that he produced on retirement income planning or whatever to get back in that vibe um, of that, you know, uh, of that advisor, of their voice, of what they want to say. Now, I'm pretty good at it, but there are some people that I've worked with that I just can't capture their vibe. And I think that that's just something that you've got to be prepared for when you're searching for a writer is that try a couple out, see which ones work for you. Um, I now as a business owner who had to find a way to scale her own business, have a team of writers of my own. And I know that this person's voice will be good for this advisor. And this person's voice is gonna be good for this advisor. Of course, none of the content goes to an advisor unless it goes through me first, which also means that sometimes they hit it out of the park and sometimes I have to rewrite the whole thing and start from scratch. Um, but you know, that's just kind of like, I was talking to another advisor yesterday. It's kind of like investing. You just got to take the wins with the losses. If you want to reap the benefits from the upward trend, which is scaling my business. I can't write everything on my own. I knew I had to find another solution. Is it more difficult sometimes? Yes. Is it, does it make my life easier sometimes? Yes. Um, but I think it's in, and, and even this underscores my, claim that I don't know if you can actually teach yourself to be good at capturing someone else's voice. I mean, I'm almost a little bit like I want to, I almost want to liken it to acting a little bit, right? Like you can take acting classes and things like that, but you know, you know, someone who just has that natural, have it. Yeah, yeah. That, that thing. And, um, and so, yeah, so I feel well, very blessed it. that I'm able to do well, it. Right. And you have it and you've surrounded yourself with people that have it too. I'm really glad that you said that I wasn't looking for any sort of secret sauce, but uh, I want to, uh, I want to highlight that there is very specific skill sets. And if you find a person whose their skill set matches with, it's just, again, it's like being an advisor. There are people that our advisors love to work with and there are other, they're like, oh my God, she's calling again or he's calling again right so you need to find a person who does fit your style your voice your tone your outcome desired outcome all of that sort of stuff because if you don't then the writing is not going to be you which i think you think because i think we share very similar thoughts that level of humanness and vulnerability that needs to be in the writing is what makes for something that's engaging. Is that a true statement in your mind? Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
sometimes even um, advisors will come to me with topics that, oh boy, that, you know, it's just really uh, <laughs> hard to inject any kind of personality into. <laughs> like, okay, Olivia, I want you to talk about uh, the potential tax changes and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. this is something Woo-hoo! that needs to be talked about. I've written about yeah. it about a million times, but uh, you know, there's just sometimes you have to say, okay, let's talk about that, but let's also talk about something else because we've got to make this engaging and, you know, teach and delight. That's what, uh, that's what you're supposed to do uh, in order to write effective copy. Right. So it just can't be, educational it's also got to be delightful in some way so um yeah we definitely have to inject some personality and uh, we try as hard as we can to match it to the advisor we're writing for right which is why the custom content is where it's at because uh you're not going to get any customization in a content library so unless you're customizing yourself then well so now that's been a big shift, right? So you and I kind of, and I was looking at the time when you when you graduated and then how old your kids are and when you started the company and you and I basically uh, had very, very close timeframes on when we started doing what we're doing right now, right? And this is a major shift because there are still financial advisors who just want the content library, who just want to share, right, other people's articles. What do you see as, are there benefits to that? Are there drawbacks to that? Where Where do you stand on that? that thinking i am not actually opposed to content libraries i have just found in my journey through this world of the financial services marketing that most of it sucks um not that the information is wrong or inaccurate it's just that the writing is poorly done i mean now they have uh what is it called Jarvis or something AI powered blog writing that might actually be better than some of the stuff I've read in a content library. Now um, that's pretty, that's a pretty low blow, but now there are some that are great, but I feel like, okay, first of all, there let's talk SEO for a second, right? So we're writing a blog article. You want it to be keyword friendly for what your target audience is for you, your niche. Um, you need to put certain words in certain places. And I'm not talking about keyword stuffing because that is just like stuffing your bra or something middle school. No, we don't mm-hmm. want to do it. It's tacky. <laughs> you know, if mm-hmm. you get found out, it just sounds bad. Um, but, you know, uh, for SEO purposes, I mean, at least if you're going to go take an article from a content library, fix it the way it needs to be before you put it on your website. So that it's actually going to do what you want it to do. Um, That means, you know, adding the name of your advisory firm in, putting in your call to action, making sure the subheadings have the keywords in them that you want, making sure the first few sentences have the keywords that you want. Um, And of course, this should be part of your overall keyword strategy that, you know, hopefully you map out for a quarterly or, you know, at least monthly basis or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, there's more than just putting words on the website. So I would say if you're going to go the, 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 the library route, at least go in and fix it up a little bit, you know, yeah. add, add some of your own flair to it. You know, one of the things that, that we recommend uh, for advisors who have access to a content library is for them to utilize those pieces of content as ideas. 
right? So again, you know, tax law stuff, which is wildly boring, but very important. I agree with that. And we have lots of people podcasting on that and inflation right now. I'm sure that doesn't inflation. surprise you at all. Yeah, inflation, that's another one. Um, but the neat thing about it is, is so when they glean from another article and they say, oh my gosh, but the best part about it is, and this is where um, I think advisors can utilize some of that stuff is they can pick what they don't agree with in the article, right? And that actually creates much more passion, excitement, all of the things that you're talking about, that engagement component, right? That's what we're really looking for. Um, all right, so uh, I'm, I'm a little bit confused about your 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 products and services. So I need some clarification here. Um, I'm actually doing this for my audience because I actually totally know exactly what you do, <laughs> uh, but I wanna make sure that they understand this. So. Um, if somebody hires you, okay, so you do the writing, right? But you were also talking, you, you said so much, and I don't want people to miss all of the nuances. You talked about uh, different aspects of funneling, right? Which is really important. You talked about search engine optimization, making sure you're putting the keywords in the right place without any sort of stuffing. You're also talking about how you can make it work for your website let's talk about your products and services and what you actually offer for advisors so that advisors can say, you know what, I need to hire Olivia. She she's a rock star. Yeah, no problem. So I offer advisors, the content marketing package, a, a complete content marketing package that basically all they have to do is give me a little bit of input um, each month. And I set up, um, I put the wheels in motion for the content marketing machine to start working. Now, what does that mean? That means that I'm writing articles for you. I'm producing your social media content. I'm putting the articles on your website and posting them to social media. I'm posting your social medias and I'm also running your emails. So I'm taking the content that we create. I'm sending them to appropriate email lists and and helping you make sure that your website is set up properly. So all of these are like cogs in the machine. And what I like to, the way I like to explain it to advisors is kind of like comprehensive planning, right? You've got the different pillars. You've got tax strategy. You've got investment management. You've got life planning, estate planning, retirement planning, college planning, all of these different pillars and they all function together. When one cog moves, the others are affected in some way or another, which is why, you know, we put together a comprehensive plan to take into account all of these things. So you're not making a bunch of money, but paying it all back to the government or, you know, so everything has to be balanced and all the cogs have to be set up for things to be working effectively. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can write articles and put them up on your website uh, and share them to social media without having a funnel put in place. But you're just missing this huge portion and you're going to wonder, why am I not getting leads? Why am I not having people call me? Um, it's because you have to have each portion set up. So what I did was move from just writing articles for financial advisors to basically taking over the entire content marketing piece for them so that all they had to do was say, yes, I like this article. Yes, these social media posts are approved. And they know that I'm going to put them out there for them and drive the web traffic, collect the leads, make sure that, you know, the calendar is set up so people can book the call. 
Um, and then, you know, just we keep a good ongoing cadence month after month after month, and it builds momentum. And, you know, eventually just, uh, you know, you still have to fuel the machine, but, you know, it keeps running for them and, and hopefully helps them generate more revenue for their business. Right. What is the best way for them to reach out to you, to contact you, to follow you, whatever? The best thing to do, and I believe the easiest, especially if you're just listening, is to just go to the website. It's www.lexiconcontentdevelopment.com. And I have links there to all of the social media. So you can just click over and follow, uh, get some good tips. And if you feel like subscribing to my newsletter, then you'll get updates about my podcast and also uh, any new articles that come out. And if anything interesting happens in my life, I feel like sharing with you, you might get that in your email too. But <laughs> generally people like those the most. I'm not going to lie. They so. do. I know. You know. It's funny that you say that. I was talking to a, an advisor a couple of days ago and he's a huge dog lover. And I said, you know, how would you feel if we actually created some, you know, dog based social media content for you? And he's like, dude, doesn't that get a lot of clicks? It's like, yeah, dude, it totally does. Um, so yes, people want to know who you are uh, before they ever want to buy from you. And I think that you are incredibly successful at helping advisors do that. Yeah. It's a funny story because I actually, um, have a very talented, incredibly intelligent woman who recently I've added to my team um, in an outsource vendor kind of way, but she helps um, create social media content for my advisors. And I asked her, will you help me with mine? And she was like, Olivia, I'm going to be honest with you. I told you when I met you, I will not offer you my services to help you, you know, grow your business. If I don't think that I can add 10 X value, hundred X value, she goes, your, your branding and your marketing is so personalized to you. I don't think that I could do it justice. You're better off to keep doing it on your own. And I said, well, that sucks for me, you know, <laughs> but thank you. I, I was incredibly flattered, but I was like, well, I got to find some well, another way. <laughs> Well, but, and that's the fun part. It so is when, fun. when you go to lexiconcontentdevelopment.com and you, you go ahead and click on the social media handles, you're going to see very quickly, everybody, that Olivia practices what she preaches here. Her social media content is actually, so I need to rewind here. So I know that you had actually heard about us, but our social media manager was following you because she was so impressed with how you were writing your social media that she referred you to me and said, man, you, man, you have to interview Olivia. Her writing is off the charts. And I was like, well, that's a hell of an endorsement from the woman who does all of our writing. Uh, and so please, everybody go ahead and take a look at, uh, at lexcontentdevelopment.com and follow Olivia. So Olivia, thanks for being on the oh show. Oh my goodness. It was a blast. I was nervous, but I don't know what I was nervous for. You made me feel very comfortable. <laughs> and I'm really glad we got to chat. I am too. I'm so, and I'm so, thank you very much for what you do. Uh, it's so important for advisors to have somebody, if they can't do it themselves, to get their voice out in the marketplace, because that's how you rise above the noise. And that's how you are able to be your own loud. Finally, if you want to learn a little bit more about who we are and what we do here at Proudmouth, listen, join the Pod Rocket Academy. Uh, go to proudmouth.com forward slash academy. This is free. Uh, it's a great opportunity to find out uh, if you actually where you are on the influence continuum are you selling to skeptics or are fans buying from you wherever you are in that continuum we can help you find that out so that when you hire somebody like olivia you're going to know where you are and then she can help you figure out where you want to go so for olivia and all of us here at proudmouth this is matt halloran i'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon thanks for listening to the top advisor marketing podcast brought to you by proudmouth 
you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.